0: State, local happenings in all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estates.
1: And my name is Sarah Abdurazak a local real estate agent on the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. And we want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market.
0: Yes, if you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. Well, this is a different voice.
1: Yeah, hello. Sarah,
0: hello. <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm bringing back my college days of um, vocalizing on stage and in front of a microphone. In
0: front of a microphone. (laughs) Um, My wife, Erica, calls it amplified sound. You know, if you enjoy speaking into amplified sound, you must be a performer. Mm
2: -hmm. That I am. Yeah,
0: you're a performer. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a cool conversation today. So I'm excited to have you here for the first time because we're going to go down a path of performing and conversations about dance you have a background in that, yeah. I do.
1: I danced. I danced um, in college. Well, really, since I was eight on on through high school and college, competed, and then I studied it in college at Wagner College.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Dance and minor. you've been on our show a little while ago. Yeah. Talked a little bit about that as well.
1: Yeah, about um, my second life.
0: Second life as a real
1: estate agent. Yeah. And
0: you got to certain levels as a dancer.
1: Yeah. Right. I had. Yeah. You
0: traveled around in the tour.
1: Around the world. Yeah, I traveled. Um, I was really, really lucky. I moved to New York right after graduating and I was fresh, naive, and so green. And I got a really kick butt job. I don't know if we're allowed to swear on this. Anyway, but I toured the country, um, North America, for seven months on a bus and truck tour and then landed back in the city and um, kept going. And I got called back by the same job and offered me my union card. And um, and then went back out with the same show for mm-hmm. another seven months mm-hmm. and then got back to the city, auditioned some more, and then went back out with the same show on a cruise ship. So it was like my cool. cash cow. Yeah. But um, I was really, really lucky. But dance is a huge passion of mine and I'm still... Yeah. Dancing now, actually I just got back to it.
0: And oh you just got back to it. I did. What does that mean?
1: Well I there's yeah. an adult ballet class that happens in Winchester and I am dancing in their class.
0: Awesome. I That's know. exciting.
1: It's very, very happy for me. It's like the one thing I'm doing for myself and right. I guard it like none other from my clients.
0: Well, <laughs> the person who we're getting a chance to talk with today um deals with children and we get a chance to talk to her a little bit about some adult options down the road i'm Mm -hmm. sure we can maybe put that little bug in her ear say Mm -hmm. okay there's some possibilities of getting more students yeah (laughs) children and adults because because
1: there's there are i know a lot of people i mean that did it as a kid or a teenager and loved it but Mm -hmm. you know life called them in a different direction either to be you know um, in a different profession. Well, and you it's, can't uh, it's... travel
0: around the world your entire life, right? <laughs> no, right. And to I to dance. No, mm-hmm.
1: um, it's very challenging when you want to have a family as well or yeah. a relationship. And yes, yeah. so it it ended after a decade for me. Well,
0: you can coach my son in that, as he's <laughs> going to school right now, and he uh-huh. changes majors and now studio kind of like a stage management. Uh, Major, but also double majoring in dance. And so he's still torn of like, okay, when he is gone, like what, when he graduates, graduates, you know, what is he going to do? You know, so.
1: I always say it's, it's helpful to have the backup plan, right? For the arts administration or the, the the second Mm -hmm. major. I had a lot of friends in college that did that, that auditioned for the performance track and didn't get it. So they did the arts administration track. Mm -hmm. So they were the stage management, the lights, the costumes, the set, the makeup and all of that stuff. I think that's a super valuable skill to still have and you're still in the world but try like why not get out like if you have a talent go to where the the pool of jobs are right la memphis austin new york miami and audition
0: yeah well and it starts when you're a kid so it yeah. all starts with the passion and the excitement, and enthusiasm of, a and little... you have to have training. Yes, like
1: you, you're not gonna be good at it right away.
0: Yep, you got. I mean, it takes practice. Yeah, and especially, it's really cool that Winchester has the arts. You know, it has mm-hmm. Shenandoah, mm-hmm. which has brought in several people. We're gonna be able to get a chance to hear that with um, our interview and, mm-hmm. and how that has evolved over the years to have performances and shows that. All of us who live here in town have the get opportunity to enjoy, to enjoy yeah. the fruits of having arts in the mm-hmm. area. So,
1: and it teaches you, it, it teaches you a ton of valuable life skills. Like yeah. I think dance does for kids who get into it, it teaches you so many life skills that can be so applicable to all sorts of job careers mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Hugely on the discipline side of things. Yeah. Um, you know putting your best foot forward and being on time yep. um being creative well, using both sides of your brain i mean my just,
0: personal oh, testimony to that is yes i mentioned my son yeah. and he's in college now and he grew up in this dance studio Fossekovs Academy of mm-hmm. Ballet he had the excitement and the passion to do it when he was in kindergarten we said okay mm-hmm. let's see if that's real and yeah. then by first grade we said okay go do it yeah. so he has grown up in this academy and melissa who we're about ready to get a chance to talk to i think he might even call his second mom so that's our full disclosure here that there is this family-like atmosphere when you're in a studio like that all the time oh yeah you get to know the people you get to know the teachers and
1: they're extremely loyal yes so there's all
0: kinds of life skills that i know my son learned by going to this studio so this is melissa kaufman from vosterkopf's academy of ballet and also virginia youth ballet So there's two different um, programs there, and you get a chance to hear from her. So here's Melissa. Well, hello, Melissa. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm so excited that we're here, and um, thanks for coming to our Icon offices. That's beautiful. Yes, we're excited to have you here in our studio, and we're getting a chance to hear from your studio, too.
2: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, so i got to start with um, just the the company that you're associated with we're talking about two different names there is foster cost academy of ballet Mm -hmm. right and then there's virginia youth ballet Mm -hmm. okay i've got to get it right (laughs) so yes um i'm excited to hear about what those really look like and mean but Mm -hmm. even before we get there let's Mm -hmm. just talk about you oh dear so (laughs) okay Give us a brief rundown of how long you've been in Winchester,
2: Sure, yeah. what
0: that looked like for you mm-hmm. being here in this town.
2: Um, I am pretty much a Winchester native. I My parents moved out from Fairfax, Virginia when I was um, pretty tiny, um, first to Clark County, and then um, we moved to, to Winchester, I'm uh-huh. a Hanley graduate, but I started studying dance with Gennady and Susan Fosterkoff in 1980. Um, And danced with them through high school as well as going away in the summer times. Um, And through them, came to love dance, went away and danced with Pennsylvania Ballet um, for a couple of years, got injured with a back injury, Hmm. went to college um, at Skidmore College in upstate New York. Oh, um, I love Skidmore. (laughs) in Saratoga Springs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful there. Yeah. Um, and then I was asked to come back and teach for Susan ignati when I, I moved back to the area to be closer to family, and they invited me to teach, and I have been teaching there at the academy for 25 years now. That's
0: a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they, this is an established ballet company that's been in town since, you, was it 1980? 1980, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, so you were probably one of the best people to explain this organization to anybody listening because you refer to Gennady and Susan Vasserkov. Yes. Walk us through the mm-hmm. history of them coming to town.
2: Um, well Susan grew, also grew up in Winchester. She was uh, Susan O'Leary mm-hmm. and in high school she went away to New York and studied at a, um, a residential arts school that no longer exists. I, I can't think of the name of it right now, um, but at that time it was a very prestigious school in New York and she was hired right out of that high school program into Pittsburgh Valley Theater. Mm. And around that same time, um, Gennady Vostokoff was had been a dancer in Russia. He grew up in Siberia um, as an orphan and dance was his way um, mm-hmm. out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He defected um, from Russia to Mexico on tour and then from Mexico to the United States and ended up at Pittsburgh Valley Theater, met Susan. Um, they had a very successful career and when they decided to stop performing but wanted to teach she wanted to come back to her hometown and give back and so they initially taught under Shenandoah Conservatory at the time they Mm. taught as professors and started their um, their community classes for children as well um, and eventually broke off from Shenandoah to concentrate more on their own academy um, that At that time, it was just Cobb's Academy of Ballet. They started their training. They built up their program. And in around 1980, I'm going to get the date wrong. I think it's 1980, between 1987 and 89. I'm sort of losing my memory here on this. They wanted to start a nonprofit c- performing group that mm. would provide not only more performance opportunities for their students, um, but also outreach to To the community and provide um performance opportunities for them to see dance yeah yeah. kids Mm who normally wouldn't so we've over the years we've performed for many many public school children we bring them in we're lucky to have an in-house theater that's grown and built over the years um, and perform children's ballets for them
0: that's cool so they had this vision of almost bringing Mm -hmm. dance to winchester yes yeah absolutely exposing the community Mm -hmm. to that not just be a studio where right they're collecting fees and money to to run that but right. this nonprofit organization to mm-hmm. really bring the arts more i mean shenandoah does that as well but sure. this is more specified in ballet
2: yes yeah. yeah yeah so
0: that started out early on
2: very yeah very yeah. early yeah it's been around a, a very long time and and built, but we still have a lot of community members who come back and support us year after year. And we have some people who've been here a long time and say, wow, I never knew that existed. So we hope that we're still reaching out farther and farther and doing what we can to make that um, known in in our community.
0: Yeah, and and so your role. So you said that you grew up and you danced (laughs) for them as as a young elementary school girl and teenager. And then Mm -hmm. you came back and started teaching with them, right? What else has the progression been over the last many years um, to bring you where you are today?
2: Um, well, I, as you said, I did, I did begin teaching just a few classes to uh-huh. start, and then um, became rehearsal assistant and working under them, and more and more parts of that. Volunteering a lot of time with the youth ballet, so it mm-hmm. is my passion too. Um, and then in a, in around 2015, they started hinting that they wanted to retire, and deservedly so, mm-hmm. and wanted someone to carry on their legacy. Though this is really their their work yeah. that shouldn't stop. Right. And yeah. uh, they sort of nudged me a little, nudged me a little more, and kept nudging until um, I said, "Okay, you know, I'll I'll do it. If you have faith in me, then you know I want to do this, this for you, but everybody that's involved. It's hard to look at these young faces who want to." Go on with their dance and yeah, and up on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, in 2017, I, I bought the business from them and took over as the artistic director of the of the nonprofit as well. Hmm. And we've tried to make sure that we're honoring Gennady and Susan's. Their, legacy. Legacy. their name their I name i mean it's yeah. on, on yeah. that yeah they are very well respected and loved yeah. in in the dance community not just here i mean they're they're known nationally and and, and mr vostrakov internationally too mm-hmm. um, for their for their work that they've done hmm. so it hmm. sounds very
1: Bershnikov, like this whole like yeah. his whole story that's fascinating i didn't it know is. that yeah and around the same time period too as Yeah, um, i know <laughs> i was listening i, I know where you went. i studied dance in in college so i know yeah. exactly yeah. You know, it was such an outlet for, uh, oh, I and mean, there's so much talent there in Russia, mm-hmm. and they couldn't, they they couldn't leave. I mean, unless they got a gig, and they could tour, yeah. and then, yeah,
2: it was very. I mean, you can read up about him, but it um it took a lot of, um, you know, inner strength and, and courage to leave because yeah, at that you time never it can was come back. you can't wherever right. right? you know, He was yeah. under investigation, and yeah. um,
0: family you're leaving behind potentially. Yeah. I would imagine right. as well. Country, right? yeah, yeah. country, mm-hmm. home, everything. So mm-hmm. that brings me to my next thought and question. I mean, he's from Russia, yes. so there's a certain style of dance yes. that he's bringing. Mm-hmm. Explain what, do what does that mean to be in a Russian inspired ballet studio? studio. Yeah. yeah,
2: right. So there are different um schools of ballet and different styles that originate from um, we associate them particularly with different countries, and Russia um, school of dance is well known for the Vaganova school so. That's the method that we um, learned from Mr. Vostrakov. But having said that, we're in America, and mm-hmm. we are a blending of um, lots of different styles. We do want our students to be aware that there are different styles, but it's very much a um, classically-based, been around for um, you know, more than 100 years of learning the same steps, calling them the same thing, working in the same angles and styles, and um, of, of the original Russian School of Ballet. Mm. Um, but there are other schools. You know, there's um, the Cicchetti Method, which is associated with the Italian school. There's the Royal Academy of Dance, which is our England uh British, counterpart. British, yeah. mm-hmm. British counterparts. Yeah, British counterparts. And then, you know, even within the United States, bringing those different pieces together from other nations, we have our own sort of style of dance brought together mm-hmm. with people school like George Balanchine. Ballet, yeah. Yeah. School of American Ballet. And, mm-hmm. um, ABT. hmm yeah. So, um, but we are, we, we do teach toward the style of agonophone
0: okay okay mm-hmm. I, and so i've seen a lot of nutcrackers in, <laughs> i feel like in my lifetime same um i, I feel like that probably that's the pinnacle of what you guys really shoot for on any given year
2: we do it, it is tradition yeah. um it gives our students also that sense we it's something we do every year and they, they they get to see the progression oh this year i'm a mouse or soldier Uh but they look to the sugar plum they look to the waltz of the flowers and they they want to progress and see that they can become that someday you know Mm -hmm. Uh, or or they're a soldier and the and then they become fritz and then they become cavalier you know it's um yeah it's very much a a tradition that holds true they also look forward to those other shows too (laughs) that gets to shake it up you know sometimes it's you have your tradition and then you have your your new shows that you look forward to learning too. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: so. what? Just mm-hmm. give us a rundown of some of the shows that you've done over the years.
2: Well, our children's ballets that are associated with the youth ballet, we tend to do um, story-based children's ballets. So, we've done our very first show that we ever did was Peter and the Wolf years and years ago, um, and but we've done Steadfast Toy Soldier and Secret Garden and um, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and Romeo and Juliet and uh, um, lots and lots yeah. of different yeah. shows that have. A good storyline. Right yeah. now, um, um, we've just started a, a new show that we're gonna showcase in March. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing a contemporary ballet, which is Serenade, and most people probably know George Balanchine's choreography of that, Mr. Vostrakov's choreography. Um, but we're also doing The Sorcerer's Apprentice mm-hmm. in March. So it has mm-hmm. a the contrast of the story ballet and then also a contemporary ballet that doesn't show a story, but it has mm-hmm. beautiful for the art of ballet. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Walk us through like what is rehearsals and choreography and and coming up with an entire play. What does that look like? Because there's probably yeah. standard dance moves and routines that you would expect to see in like a Nutcracker or Sorcerer's sure. Apprentice. But how do you guys make it your own? And how do you what do you do to hold true to kind of the original?
2: Right. So so a lot of what we're well backtrack. So the the shows that we do for the youth ballet, a lot of those were originally choreographed by Mr. Vostrakov. He took a storyline, kind of envisioned what that is, and you're right, there are certain steps that we we have as our repertoire. And then on top of that, we build the the body, the extra arm motions, or the facial expressions or how they interact and turn it into telling a story mm-hmm. without any words because mm-hmm. ballet dance doesn't have words and Often our, our audience members come in and they're just shocked that they've seen this whole story and at the end we say, did you hear anybody say anything? Right. And they, they think, kind followed. of think they did, but they followed mm-hmm. the story. Um, as far as the contemporary dance goes, that's a little bit more just um, hearing the music being inspired by what that music um, means to the choreographer, as well as looking at the dancers and making sure that what our vision is of the music and the dance matches what the dancers can do, and and are um, would would do well together as mm-hmm. a unit, if it's a, a core group or a solo, or.
0: You know. And I'm sure you see kids go through the ranks, just like you did, yeah. and so you, you see them grow and see them progress, and it's, mm-hmm. I'm sure exciting. As it a, is. A, and it as is. any mm-hmm. teacher, you know, yes. it would be to kind of see your students improve and evolve mm-hmm. and grow over the years. Right. Sarah, I'm sure you went through that, yeah, yeah, Yeah. in your studio, same, yep. (laughs) Where you kind of just have this, I don't know, sense of pride of who your people are, right? Mm -hmm. Right. How has COVID impacted you guys, (laughs) and what, what, what adjustments or changes, and what can Mm -hmm. people expect even today if they're coming to sign their kids up?
2: Right. So COVID's definitely been a challenge for everybody, and we were we were no different. Um, Initially, we were, I think, scared, like a lot of people, didn't Mm -hmm. quite know what to expect, what to do. We did shut down that first year from March till May. We did virtual classes, um, but we decided that it was really important for our students to be dancing in the studio. So Mm -hmm. we reopened in the fall with some new safety measures, um, following the CDC guidelines the best that we could and honoring people who had um, reasons that they couldn't follow it we mm. tried to be respectful of everybody uh, and we're still doing that because it's and as we know it's still ever evolving changing. ever changing mm-hmm. um, we are very lucky that we have an in-house theater space so we have a full theater with lighting, sounds, proscenium curtains, mm-hmm. <laughs> backdrops and we were able to do in-house performances when the major shutdowns were, were happening so our student, students still got to perform we videotaped them, we broadcast them digitally, um, live, and, and made copies for, to hold on for prosperity, but we, we had to adapt because mm. the kids needed that sense of still going, still progressing, yeah. doing what mm-hmm. they love, yeah. doing what we love, and making sure we can give that to them. But That's something the about say, a
0: performer. You want to perform yeah. for people.
2: That's what we do, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: And, and just physically, if mm-hmm. you're not practicing, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, what's the phrase that you know, pianists, I, I know, have this, if you don't practice one day, you know it as right. the professional if you don't practice two days in a row then your teachers know and if you don't practice three days in a row everyone, everyone. sees it yeah, and true. It, you know it's very especially for a dancer who it really is their life mm-hmm. it's soul crushing not to be able to move it's a, like mm-hmm. a visceral longing to right. work out
2: Right, you know, and the space, the the way that the floors are, and the bars, yeah. and the mirrors, and it, the the studio is really where that happens. Like if you, you don't have a piano, you can only do so much practicing of your piano skills. Yeah, but you
1: gotta yeah. have that. You can't dance on carpet, really. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> or even at home, that's, that's right. challenging to, to attempt counter, to do the same thing. A counter
1: isn't
2: quite the same thing as a graspable bar. You right, know?
0: but thankfully we're, we're moved, we've moved past that. We've moved that. Yes. yes, we mm-hmm. have.
2: We have, and I think we're. Um, we're recovering pretty well. um I think we fared very well through that um, i'm I'm happy to say uh, and and that we are still able to keep moving
0: yeah. good. So. so what can any kind of parent listening you know with children yes. what can they expect like what kind of classes are offered mm-hmm. um, what Options are there for what age groups? And, maybe not just know. kids, but adults. Yeah, yes. Yes,
2: yes, it yes. <laughs> um, We we do offer classes starting at age three and a half. As sort of our, we we don't want to box anybody in, and we realize that all children are different. Some are ready at three and a half, some are ready at three, some are ready not quite until five, <laughs> maybe not ever. No <laughs> kidding. Um, but our youngest tend to be three and a half, and we have a pre-ballet, pre-tap combination class, so they get a little taste of it, and um, it's mostly just learning how to move their body in space and right from left maybe, maybe. and maybe and, moving forward and back. <laughs> and mom is not in the class with In our classes, no. Now, mm-hmm. we do welcome parents to be um, there. We want them to see, but we also, it, it, it can be a distraction to have totally. parents, so we, mm-hmm. we we do have another option that I will tell, tell you about. That. Okay, But um, but then we have classes through high school, and although we're Vostrakov's Academy of Ballet, um, we do have other genres. We have tap, as I mentioned, jazz, modern, lyrical, contemporary, Um, And so we we do want our dancers to be well-rounded and that foundation of ballet is very important and if that's where they want to go, that's great. But we also want to make sure that we're meeting the modern day dancers' needs too. Um, you brought up adult ballet. <laughs> we have had or adult classes. We have had adult classes in the past, and I, I'm often mm-hmm. asked about that. My mm-hmm. priority is obviously to the our kids, children. Yeah. yeah. But I'm an adult, too. <laughs> yeah. And I like to dance, and I realize that there are others who do. Some people who've never danced before, and they've always wanted to. And some people who, like you, Sarah, have danced. And, and that's been a big part of your life. You're missing out on a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. maybe this will re-inspire me to... to, to uh, get that back up and going again well you have but, a, a tap class don't you at yeah. night we have we, okay we have an adult tap class. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah so so what's the next event that's coming up you mentioned sorcerer's apprentice yes when is that where is so, it is that open to the public like we, what right what show mm-hmm. options are there
2: so for our next show this um the sorcerer's apprentice and serenade march Fourth, which is a Friday, we will have two school shows, and those are really providing our, our opportunity to give back our mission. So we invite children in. It's not open to the public, although we do have homeschooling groups who mm. will come in, our private mm-hmm. school groups, as well as our public school groups. Um, but Saturday and Sunday, March 5th and 6th, we'll have a performance at 2 o'clock and a performance uh, on each of those days. And those we would love to have the public. That's or yeah. where we want our people to come in and yeah. see what we do, the product of what
0: we do. Um and are there tickets available for that? There are like tickets available
2: on our website, which is uh, virginiayouthballet.org,
0: Okay.
2: Um, and they are reasonably priced, uh, $10 a ticket. We encourage, we want to keep our prices low so that we can um, not not um, uh, make it too hard for anybody to come. That was also one of mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Foster Cobb's um, very important things. They didn't want to outprice anybody for right. classes mm-hmm. or shows. Good, mm-hmm. good.
0: And if you just wanted to try... A class. What we, options are there? Yeah, we for that? do.
2: We do offer trials, um, especially for our younger, our younger levels. We realize that young children—they're all different, and we don't really know where their where their interests are going to be or their talents are going to be. So we do offer a month um, trial classes for any, any of our lower level classes that we start, and then um, we we like for our students to commit to a year if hmm. they can. Mm-hmm. We understand that's not always possible, but to really appreciate and understand what it takes to be a successful dancer and to have a successful program there does need to be a level of commitment mm-hmm. and that's part of what we mm-hmm. teach so mm-hmm. um, we do it on a, on a one-by-one basis if you need to withdraw we understand that that may need to happen but
0: so yeah. when's that cycle start like the school year um, typically
2: in the school year but again with our with our younger we just started a new pre-ballet pre-tap class and that's on thursdays from 5 30 to 6 30 um so we middle of the year especially after nutcracker people sort of get that little yeah, the urge bug yeah, that they want right. to come and dance and so we started another class that's that's brand new and this is a great time to Good. come mm-hmm. in and try neat,
0: mm-hmm. neat, neat. well here with our podcast we have all of our guests go through five iconic questions okay okay <laughs> so you're you're not in the hot seat but just off the top of your head yes what is the easiest quickest answer that you have okay okay so Here's question number one. What is one of your favorite restaurants in town?
2: Ooh, um. Well, El Centro um, and Village Square. I can I can I name two. Yeah. Is yeah. that okay? Yeah. Okay. Downtown. This is one of your favorites. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right next to who? Where you are too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Walking so distance. what is something? Question number two. What's something you love about your neighborhood where you live?
2: Oh. It, my home yeah. neighborhood yeah. well I live in historic Winchester um, I love walking downtown and, and going to my favorite restaurants and mm-hmm. venues um, being a sense of the community that we have here is uh, very important to me uh, walking to the library walking mm-hmm. you know um,
0: it's such a great option for Winchester people mm-hmm. if you're living downtown you can walk yeah. to all kinds of cool places yes, yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, why yeah. is Winchester a great place to live I
1: mean we touched on it there mm. but
2: well I'll um A couple things come to mind. Number one, we do have a strong sense of community supporting each other business-wise. The arts are important, but we also have a great sense of our rural community as well. We still Mm -hmm. value um, our agricultural Mm -hmm. uh, community, our farmers Mm -hmm. and and, um, our, our apple Mm-hmm. harvest but other others as well and when i say arts i mean we really we have the gamut we have our yep. our ballet and our classical music and we have our strong bluegrass and we have our yeah. um uh, we have our hand crafts and and those things and i think we mesh really well um, we have a lot of different you you can be who you are here and i think find your niche i like the answer like that. You
0: yeah know, when that we ask great. that question other people you know they're not bringing in the arts and the creativity mm-hmm. component mm-hmm. that's here in winchester mm-hmm. That's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Question number four. Go ahead.
1: Uh, Where do you meet or spend time with new buddies and friends? How do you find your new dancers?
2: (laughs) Um, We, gosh, mostly word of mouth, I think. I think, yeah, Bex, I was going to say, I'm I'm pretty much always there, so I'm not really Mm -hmm. out as much. Um, but, But it's interesting, our families are really our outreach. They meet their friends at school, they meet their friends at um, different classes in town or church or mm-hmm. yeah. neighborhood and they talk about us. And I think because um, our families are so passionate about what we provide and what we do, that's really where we gain our mm-hmm. our, our continuation of people.
0: Yeah. This last question, number five. Okay. It's kind of tough for somebody who's been around for so long. Okay. But what's yeah. one of Winchester's hidden gems? Ooh. Like what do you think people don't know about that's hidden here in Winchester?
2: Hidden here in Winchester? Ooh,
0: dear. Besides Voskovs, right? Yes, that's not, but that's, n- not, but that's not, not hidden. Right? Yeah. No. <laughs>
2: um, oh, hidden gems. That is tricky. Gee, Mark. Um.
0: Yeah, you know it's it's a stumping one. But well, what about downtown? What about downtown as appealing? Kind of you mentioned two restaurants. Any other things in downtown that like you don't think people know about? I don't know. I don't no. Know. No.
1: What Maybe was your building? What did your building used to be? Before?
0: Oh, oh no. that, okay. that is Boom. true. Okay. This that is true. Right this there. Is true. Okay, good. I love this. I'm curious. I love this story. Yeah.
2: So we are in a, ch- a church building um, oh. across from the, the Discovery Museum downtown. Mm. And originally it was the first Christian church, which is now across... Uh, you know, Caddy corner to the new, what we would call the new hospital, the hospital. which isn't yeah. new mm-hmm. anymore, but that's what we call it, and mm-hmm. Sacred Heart. So that when they needed to expand primarily for parking, they sold the building, Gennady and Susan bought it. It was a church building and uh, and turned it into a dance studio. Had to make this floors raised um, and appropriate for dancing. And this, the, the altar became the stage, the stage. which slowly got mm-hmm. built mm-hmm. out. But yeah, it's where we're across from the Discovery Museum. Um, again, there's so many gems in Winchester. What's hidden? I don't know. Well, that is.
0: I mean, I really think that, like, maybe this is like city rules and regulations, but people drive by and they'll see the Discovery Museum. Mm -hmm. But your address is right there on Cork Street. Correct. Right across the street from Discovery Museum. And they drive by and they might think it's a church. They Mm -hmm. might think, you know, that it's just Mm -hmm. an old historic building. Mm -hmm. But it's a dance studio. Yeah, your yeah. studios
2: are down below, correct? Or, we, and we do behind. use our upstage. Yeah, we, okay. we have one. Our main studio is upstairs, which would have been the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then that turns into our auditorium or our seating it. for our mm-hmm. folks when they come in the and shows. take up the dance floor and put down chairs. I see. But we do have two additional studio spaces downstairs and dressing rooms and mm-hmm. costume storage and <laughs> all
0: those things. Yep. But and yeah. that's why I say city regulations. I mean, you could have big signs as Vostrakov, That'd be kind of cool just to kind of like promote it. But I then, know they you probably know, it's, wouldn't it's let in, you do it right? so
2: <laughs> it, that, you, you bring that up uh, there are two mm-hmm. signs on the building and most people say we need a sign and I say there's a sign yeah. and it's me being nostalgic because Gennady made the sign and it's hard for me yeah. to change those things right. and right. feel respectful but we do yeah. need a new sign <laughs> <There> you,
0: <go. laughs>
2: so. you put up banners though I mean yes. I think the
0: mm-hmm. banners
1: mm-hmm. catch attention as you drive by as well mm-hmm. um, yep. yeah, I'm glad you've noticed yeah. yep. mm-hmm. well
0: awesome thank just before we go just give us one more little plug of what's the website that people can go to what's the Sure. show coming up and how can they reach out to you guys
2: sure so um information about our academy and the youth ballet are at our our website um, virginiayouthballet.org and on that website we have different pages that you can look at for our classes and also our performances which the the, the one coming up right now is the sorcerer's apprentice and sarah nod so it's a double bill show if you want um and that is march 4th 5th and 6th so if you have a school child mm-hmm. march 4th would be appropriate for you that if you wanted to come during the school day um, as a homeschooler and then 5th and 6th for our public shows at Tokyo
0: Beach. awesome well thank you so much for being here I love thank it. you you're so <laughs> awesome. welcome that was awesome and I loved having her here and you just met her basically yeah that was time. kind
1: of like a starstruck moment in a way for me because I yeah. I ended up sponsoring I was one of their um Silver level sponsors for Silver the. Silver level. I nice. think so. I was yes. not the top level, okay. but I was like, hey, I'll I'll buffer out in the middle. Sponsor
0: for it was the Nutcracker. The, Is that what you did, no, or was it, it a whole, whole year? year. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: for the youth um, Virginia Youth Ballet, and just because it's something important to me, and I know there isn't a lot of glory or money right and to go around in right. these arts communities. I mean, because people pay like big big bucks to go see a, a show on Broadway, yeah. right? But they save up and they go to New York and they do that. Not a lot of people know, but like dance is so important, but it's right. not something that people usually spend money on unless it's not, not cracker, right? You know, or and like, that's
0: the big one, and mm-hmm, that's again mm-hmm. that's why we talked about okay that that's the big one they build up to, mm-hmm. and yet it just happens. So if you didn't get a chance to see it, you can Go put it on your year. calendar for next year. Yeah, and we did talk about it here, Nikki and I, um, leading up to it. But then there's other shows. Yeah, there's other things, you know, and and I would say just encourage if you're a parent. Just expose your kids to dance.
1: Yeah, go see. It's ten dollars, you know, for... <sighs> Dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they do a lot of the shows. I think it's that's really cool too. It's not just the only performance opportunity for the kids during the year is mm-hmm. like Nutcracker and recital, right? Which is typical, right? It is. They do like a classical ballet in the in the first quarter yep. of the or the fall and in the spring.
0: So what you what did you learn by talking to her?
1: Um. I I mean, the whole story of where Vostrakov came from. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was Russian. I knew it was a Vaganova school, you know, just because I know enough about ballet. But I was floored that that's... (laughs) Little Winchester has a... Um, is, a refugee yeah. with a extreme talent, you know, now I want to meet him no too. No joke. Yeah, if you even <laughs> go into
0: the studio, I think I it's been a little while since I've walked in, but I know there's like newspaper articles and stuff they have mm-hmm. on file that wow. explain, you know, this is like Winchester Star back in the eighties, yeah. Know, of like yeah. Russian comes to town basically to create a studio. Right. You know, and it's like that's big news here in Winchester, Virginia.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean Melissa seems like She's a, a tiny petite person because she's a dancer, uh-huh. but she has this huge role that she fills. Yeah, I mean, and it was a husband and wife team that did it all before. And now, you know, she's teaching, she's mm-hmm. the artistic director of the nonprofit. Mm-hmm. She has a background to do all the grant writing and all of the admin stuff. And she, you know, she probably has office stuff she has to do and, yep. you know, and she's a creative person. She's coming up with choreography. Sure. I struggled with that when I was teaching. Um, I realized when I got into teaching that I am not a good teacher.
0: Interesting.
1: I'm a really good performer. Huh. And I'm really good at picking up choreography and learning and doing. Yeah. But I wasn't I wasn't good at telling somebody else how to do it. It takes
0: a special skill. It really to, yeah. to come up with and that's one of the things that I learned by asking that question of you know how do you merge kind of what is, is a historical performance of the netcracker or sorcerer's oh, yeah, apprentice yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like you know you've got to still come up with your own choreography mm-hmm. for the students for the people that you have give them the parts mm-hmm. and then you got to teach them like right. how to, how to <laughs> show these little kids how to yeah. dance and do it appropriately with and if it's not clicking
1: and then they can't do it on time and they can't land the whatever yeah. then you need to change it and. Yeah. new
0: appreciation for you know that so I've many always, hats yeah. i
1: mean we wear a lot of hats as real estate agents but that's also a creative um hat yeah change your offer that she is so yep well well done
0: well done and yeah. um so guys if you're listening send your kids there it's a great opportunity but even if you don't have kids what a great investment opportunity to, yeah. to, to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she did say that the, the Academy Ballet is more of like a non-profit, but they still, just because they're not pulling in a profit, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't mean that they can't have a bigger budget. Doesn't mean yeah. that they can't just kind of grow what they're attempting to pull off. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure maintenance in that building is challenging as well. There's sure. plenty of things that she probably didn't want to get into, but we'll right. help promote it for her. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that when I I went to see all the shows because they give tickets to the sponsors. So mm. FYI, mm-hmm. if you just want to dabble, I mean, it's a good investment anyway for the community. Yep. But you also get to go to see the shows. And so I gave them out to clients. Like yeah. I have other clients that are dancers as well or dance teachers. And I've cool. invited them to come with me, yeah. you know, and expose them to uh, different dance and different places. So yep. um, I've used it as sort of a marketing piece for me. And then all the that's kids great. all signed the programs for oh, really? me and then they mailed them to me. Yeah, like, thank you. And that's neat. That's just heartwarming.
0: Yeah. Well, let's move on because we we can talk dance all day with you. I know.
1: (laughs) I know, but wait, we're real estate agents. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Well,
0: even beyond that, here's one of our fun segments that we've been able to pull off lately, and it's just interesting. Kind of what are what are we see all kinds of things on social media these days. So, what's one of the most (laughs) intriguing social media posts that you have seen recently?
1: Besides the cat being massaged by the little like <laughs> rollerballs, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, no, that's special. No, but I'm getting really into reels, um, because hmm. Instagram's changed them again and it's all what TikTok is, right? Yep. So trying to stay savvy and um, watch what other people are doing and what's what's interesting, but. I did come across um, one of my guilty pleasures is looking on the Zill- Zillow Gone Wild page, okay, okay. and so it is yep. real estate related. But yep. just over the weekend, there was a bunker listed in Kansas. No. Yes, it's, listed for sale. Yes, it's a and they have an aerial photo of like the long driveway right into the middle of nowhere on oh this gosh. plot of land. And it is just a tiny little square of concrete that comes up from the ground and just stairs that go down. Apparently, it's over six thousand square feet. Oh my gosh! And um, uh, let me get you the list. You're making price. me
0: okay. Now you're making me <laughs> are you think interested? about yes. Are you, now you're making me think about that um, TV show. is Netflix. Yeah. Um, and is it Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? I don't know if you've oh, ever yeah, seen that. Yeah. Yes. And how the whole <laughs> the entire premise the thing. of the comedy is that she mm, came from a, a bunker, bunker mm-hmm. that she was kidnapped. So, so you're making 300... me go down this ridiculous, dark kind oh, of Kimmy. mental processing here of a bunker for sale.
1: Yeah, it's 380000
0: What kind of person wants to buy a bunker?
1: For that kind of money in the middle of Kansas. I mean, I know that there are doomsday preppers and like yeah. government conspiracy theorists out there, but...
0: Well, okay. That's a heck I of guess, a lot of
1: money to spend for concrete under the ground.
0: Like tornado watches maybe that you would yeah. need it for to like go... What,
1: house the entire community? Maybe. Of, that's 6,900 6, square feet underground. Well,
0: that is major prepper yeah. land for sale right there.
1: I mean, and it just looks like a horror movie gone wrong. It's Holy so cow. dingy and, you know, old. Because it was probably built back in the 50s when the Cold War was a... Eminent problem. so well, anyway well, mine's
0: not a funny one. <laughs> uh, and lately, I've been kind of more inclined to look at what ads come up on Facebook um, because I'm always intrigued by that. What
1: and what they're listening to, and what
0: the, what, and what they are think thinking, what they yeah. think <laughs> I'm <laughs> interested in. So here's one that actually is a, a legitimate one that I would plug. It, it's Tom Ferry. He's like a coach um, for real estate agents. And I know you're a buffini person. <laughs> I'm
1: but making faces. I've been.
0: Right. I mean. I'm not influenced by him, but the things that I've listened to from him, I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. So his one is he has a complimentary coaching consultation, which I can appreciate that. Mm -hmm. It's free. The Buffini does as well. Yes. And of course he's promoting it to me, sponsoring it on my Facebook page, but it's labeled winging it never leads to optimal results especially for real estate professionals. So that speaks to me because we just had an icon team meeting earlier. Mm -hmm. And and that was one of the things that stands out to me. is like, we, you need to make sure that you're not winging it. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row and that, you know, you put those finishing touches on anything that you do. So, it must have been listening to my team meeting, yeah. I think, and yeah. saying, Facebook, you, you probably like this. You should go listen to that. So, you like
1: agendas and you like know, uh, yeah. having a bullet point it talking. Who
0: knows exactly you. who I am.
1: Well, yeah. there's so many agents out there that like, the first time they're practicing their listing agent or listing conversation with seller clients of theirs is at the kitchen table for the first time. No, that's because not good. No, Yeah. because they've never had it and they've never had to do a. a price negotiation strategy with somebody or, you know, even put together their marketing package Mm -hmm. and and then explain everything that we do. Yeah. So yeah, my coach always says, don't have that be your only practice. No. You gotta schedule that in. It's (laughs)
0: funny you say that because okay, now we're getting the weeds of real estate agent conversation. But you know, we talk about this at the end of every episode that agents should be experienced and innovative and personal and dedicated and available. Mm -hmm. Tech savvy to me is a big one as well. Mm -hmm. And This harkens back to something I just did a couple of weeks ago. It was one of those like snowy days, and like, okay, I'm not gonna get out and about. What am I gonna do? Yeah. I've always had this vision of making videos Mm -hmm. and made a video of my listing presentation. So, just what you just said, okay.
1: Of you standing up and giving it?
0: Of doing it. Yeah. You know, so actually I can send that video to people if they really need it. Yep. But COVID
1: friendly. The practice that went
0: into that, because I was trying to keep it, you'll laugh at this, five minutes or less. Can you give a listing presentation five minutes or less? And so I had to go through take wow. after take because I kept just not getting it right. Yeah. And so that was practice for me Yeah. to oh, figure out so my profession of what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, take that, apply that to anybody, you know, whoever's listening to us. Yeah. You know, whatever you're doing, don't just wing it, right? No.
1: Like we said in the episode, you know, you don't practice one day. You yeah. can feel it as the professional. If you don't practice twice yep. in a row. Then, you know...
0: Then it's lost. Was there anything else that stood out to you? Uh, Because you're laughing, so I know there might be something else
1: Uh, on social media. No, No, I just... Oh, so many rules.
0: Yeah. You really
1: get down a rabbit hole there.
0: Yeah. And I'm with you. TikTok, you know, I'm not going to do that. I don't really understand. And I know Matt Kilmer, when we talked to him, he loves loves it. But
1: the voiceover thing, like, as somebody from musical theater and theater, it's funny to me that that is... Where our comedy as a nation is going? Yeah, it like it doesn't really compute. It's weird. I'm like, so people find this interesting that like somebody else's voice. I'm just acting to. Just acting. Just acting. Okay, that's cool. And then because um, I could do that, I did that for a living. And
0: and you I, would be amazing at it if you wanted to do it.
1: And so that's why I get keep getting pushed by my coach to do it. But <laughs> but what I've had to ask my au pair because she's 22, and I'm like, so whose voice is this? is this like a celebrity and she's like no it's just somebody who you know said that phrase and it became a viral thing right like that's so i could make one and i could say something totally ridiculous and then if it's trending everybody uses my voice social
0: media is amazing i mean it's just how it's taken off well all right what upcoming local events do you think we should all know about
1: Yeah, so I bookended the walking mall. I mean, there's so much going on for Valentine's Day coming up in, what, two weeks? Yeah, that's true. So there's a lot of stuff happening on the walking mall for that. And, like, almost every winery is doing some kind of tour, chocolate pairing, or Mm -hmm. um, there's singles nights and there's couples nights and whatever. But bookending um, this week at the south side and at the north side of the walking mall on Loudoun Street, um, on the south side... There's a reopening of Quirky Closet, which okay. is a former client of mine that was on Boscawen Street. She was kind of tucked in that alleyway, and she had a bad situation with the space that she was in, so she found a new one and she took over the space where Say Yes to the Dress was.
0: Right. Yep. So,
1: that consignment gallery that had all beautiful gowns, I went shopping there a bunch. Um, not for bride, bridal gowns, but for event gowns. Yeah, sure. Um, and anyway, so they moved to a bigger space, and the Quirky Closet is reopening this Friday. Um, they're having a reopening grand thing. Um, Friday at noon and onward. Um, so I just wanted to celebrate my friend cool. and owner. Yep. So it's a specific boutique for the plus-size community of okay. women and men. Okay. She has accessories, but also just specializes in finding... The right sizes for people because it's not that easy and a lot of people need to shop online because they're nervous to go into stores and not fit into anything mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know so she really I, I love her mission she wants to like heal people's you know insecurities about themselves yeah. and yeah. give them the spark in their clothing to do that. So
0: interesting. Yeah. Cool.
1: Neat. Um and then Glaze and Confused the new don't the new quote, don't shop yep. is having their one year anniversary and they're um celebrating it called the one dozen months. Oh Isn't that you're, great? you're
0: speaking Nikki's language because I think she <laughs> She's has brought movie. them up multiple times. Yeah. Yes.
1: So um on February thirteenth It's the day, it's Saturday of Valentine's Day weekend from seven to one, they're open and you can go get, um, donuts. And I think they're going to have like specialty ones and, you know, boxes to go. So just celebrating them because they opened during the pandemic and everybody was, you know, sad about Moe's leaving and, you know, oh, it's closed and pandemic, you know.
0: You know, I mean, I like donuts, but I'm not Mm. obsessed with donuts, so... There's something to the next level kind of donut that I can really appreciate. Oh, yeah. You know, of well, like they all also... the different kinds of flavors and toppings and mm-hmm. things that you can do with decorating them. I mean, they have a peanut them. butter and jelly donut. See, yeah.
1: And they also do gluten-free donuts. Okay. And that's like a huge deal. Winchester doesn't have a ton of gluten-free um, bakery right. options. And so right. that's really
0: big. Love um, it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, my only event coming up is the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, so, uh, that, that's so yeah. that's about a week and a half away, too.
1: Okay, who are you rooting for?
0: The Rams, I guess. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I,
1: I didn't watch that game. I, I watched the Bengals and uh, the Chiefs, and I was rooting for the Chiefs. And oh. so now I guess I'm rooting for the Bengals because right. they haven't ever, have they ever been? Um, I don't know. If once. Ever, once or once twice. in the 30 years ago. Yeah, twice, I think. Okay.
0: So And I think they've lost. I mean, so I remember Boomer Sison was a quarterback for one, and then a uh, oh, guy in the early 80s. Joe Montana beat them. Okay. Back in the early 80s. Yeah. Well. Ken Anderson. That was the name. of it. So this is my sports knowledge coming up. You know, <laughs> we quarterback are not a boys. sports
1: guy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know,
0: they, they've been, but it's been very rare. No, I was rooting for, obviously, the Cowboys. Uh-huh. Then they lost. Then I was like, all right, who else am I going to root for? Then I started rooting for the Bills. Then they lost. Yeah. You know, and exactly. so, I don't know. This is just, I'm just going to be there for the game and then the commercials. The nachos. Sure. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. Well, thanks so much for being here, Sarah. I'm excited about having you join our hosting team. So looking forward to having you down the road as well. And thanks for listening to all of you guys. And hopefully you guys learned something out of today's episode like we did and look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available.
1: Yeah, we appreciate you spending some time with us. And uh, we know it's valuable time. So If you take a moment and uh, comment on our feed or share us, give us a review. We'd really like to see that and grow in our community. And if you're enjoying listening, just take that moment to subscribe
0: and share it. Yep, absolutely. Until next time, think iconic.